with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, or afternoon, or morning, depending where you are. And welcome to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. We are back like a bad penny after couple of weeks for those who don't know the station was hit by a ufo death ray and was knocked off the air anything to keep us off the air i understand that you alien bastards but anyway we are back i am ron colick and with me is my lovely co-host the blonde bombshell herself ian kerrigan well good evening everybody yeah i mean you know they gotta reach us even from out of space right yeah don't let yeah. them talk damn bastards <laughs> But we persevered. Here we are. Yeah, we did. So we, uh, you know, this was, uh, they finally got the station up and running. It did a hell of a job on it. There's no bell, by the way, for the two minute warning, just to give you a heads up. Ah, okay. uh, Yeah, so we'll we'll see how it goes. All right. But, uh, you know, have have you missed us? Me? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. It's weird. Kind of. Well, I mean, like, you know, Wednesday night, I'm always, it's just autopilot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Wednesday night. Go upstairs, get my wine, get ready, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. uh, I've been like, oh, oh what, what am I going to do at this hour? What I do tonight? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I'll eat dinner. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Of course. Of course. I missed us. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, uh, we want to welcome a new. Uh, Patreon member Trish Alexander from Australia, a uh, big fan of the international show. Um, nice. So welcome, Trish. And yes. She actually sent us a question, which Steve and I answered the, on the last hour. And uh, uh, I have another question, believe it or not. And this is from uh, somebody else that you and I both know. And this is from uh-huh. uh, Sandra Chase. Uh-huh. And, and she wrote to us and says, uh, uh, I am at my daughter's house in Pittsburgh, Mass. Animal babysitting while they are in Florida. Sunday night, I could not sleep, and I was on the phone with all the lights out. When all of a sudden, the overhead light, uh, with all the lights out, all of a sudden, the overhead power light came on. So I said, is this you? Thank you for doing that. And a minute later, the light went out. And I looked at the time. It was three thirty-three. So what's in the thoughts? morning? Yeah, she said she couldn't sleep. Ah, oh. wow. Hmm. Mm. What's your thoughts? Ah, I think it could be. I mean, it's kind of odd that it would come on and go off all by itself at exactly. You know, you got your threes. Mm-hmm. I mean, threes to me are the trinity. Yeah. Um, so that's it's a sacred that's, number. That's, that's in yeah. a lot of a lot of modalities, not just yeah. the religion as I well. Mean, but it's yeah. it's pretty it's pretty cool. I think it could be definitely be an angelic message. Oh, angelic! I like angelic. that. Mm. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Actually, wanted to talk a little bit about angelic. Ah, there you go. Well, I think you know, in the cemetery world, there's mm-hmm. so many trees. Um, a lot of monuments that you look at, there's like three. It's always like the pedestal is like three steps. Um, you know, symbolizing the Trinity. Sometimes there's, you know, three. Three fingers, uh, if you see a hand on a grave, like mm-hmm. sometimes yeah, I have seen hand that. Yeah, pointing fingers. up, or but sometimes you'll see three fingers, and that often means it's a member of uh, the clergy, mm. uh, the three fingers, because you've got, huh. again, Trinity. So there's a lot of threes running around the cemetery. <laughs> but, yeah. And she went on also, she says, when I was at 10 years old, I saw a man go into our house, but we never found him. Then my brother bought the house and all three of his, once again, three, all yeah. three of his daughters have seen the same man. And this was years later. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's so that's, cool. that's definitely something that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, if, if they seen the same person, then uh, that's. That's definitely interesting. I don't know if it's a like a residual haunting where energy is, uh, you know, that triggered by something or other that, that they see this person, or perhaps it's an intelligent haunting. It's it's really a a dead guy. <laughs> yeah, it could be a dead guy. Yeah, it could be dead guy. Definitely could. But. Uh, you know, it's 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 interesting stuff. I I love the paranormal, and I was speaking to someone today because uh, they asked me to do a, a speech someplace. So I was kind of going over some of the stuff I wanted to talk about, and and uh, it, it's fascinating the the trip or the journey that we've been on. But uh, you know, I I was reading this thing on angels. I have this this book on angels, and and I thought of you actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, I did. Not because, <laughs> not because I'm an angel, though. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a Van Helsing's angel, right? Yeah, you go. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and and these are uh, I didn't realize there's a whole pile of angels, and I know you talked about it one time on on the show. I, I think it was on the video show, right? You did a whole thing on it. Um, I actually it was at Spirit Quest. Was that I, what it was? Yeah, it was at Spirit Quest. I don't. Uh-huh. I don't, did I do? I don't remember doing it uh online but i did do a presentation at spirit quest about angels and um a whole there's there's it's so interesting and there's hierarchies of angels and a chorus of angels a chorus of angels um but i never knew like i never knew until i started researching for this talk that there's a hierarchy of angels and if you go back and you you know you look at it um yeah there's different levels mm-hmm. <laughs> there's different levels so it was and and i am always looking for them in my travels and um yeah, it was a really i enjoyed doing that talk but mm-hmm. uh, but there's there's spheres of the angel hierarchy there's the i mean i don't know how how deep you want me to go into this 
I'm going into but, it deep too. If you, uh, yeah. you know, so yeah, definitely. If you want to go into it, feel feel yeah. free. So, and ironically, guess how many spheres of angels there are? Could there be three? There could be three. Mm-hmm. It's three. Yes, the number shall be three. The first sphere of angels are, is the highest, um, the seraphim, and they're the caretakers of God's throne. And they're they're not uh, like cute and cuddly, uh, uh, like the next level in that first sphere, which is so there's the seraphim and the cherubim. And mm-hmm. everybody always thinks, oh, those cute little winged babies. So uh, obviously I don't have any pictures to show you tonight, but so the seraphim are fiery six wings, six winged beings, two wings cover their faces, two cover their feet. And the last two are used to fly. Now that's kind of like, is that like a dragonfly? We've talked about this before too, Mm. right? Yep. They have six wings, right? Or yeah. two sets of wings? Two sets of wings. Two, two sets, sets of, of wings. And then the cherubim, they're not the little babies. They have four faces. They have a man, an ox, a lion, and an eagle. They have okay. four co-joined wings covered with eyes. Like these would be the thing you'd see in your nightmare, I think. Um, they have a lion's body and ox's feet. And they guard the way to the tree of life in the garden of Eden and the throne of God. So that is the first. The so first I've got to actually disagree with you on it, according to the Catholic church. Uh-huh. And according to them in the hierarchy angels, the Sephirim and the cherubim communicate only with God. They do mm-hmm. not interact with humans. They may, however, uh, right. present with Jesus or the Virgin Mary. Uh, there's specific choirs of angels, and that's what they call a group of angels, that mm-hmm. are not easily recognized from one another in canonical or, why do I get this, apropisu texts. They are easily identified as <laughs> Christian art. Forget about it. There's several of them are pure angel spirits with only heads and wings portrayed. Uh, their faces uh being those of small children, their entire bodies of the cherubims are shown with wings mm-hmm. and are also depicted depicted as children. Mm-hmm. The cherubim is referred to as Putti, P-U-T-T-I, in the yes. Italian Renaissance arts. Yep. And the magnificent painting of the Assumption of Mary is Tondo. Wow in the French Renaissance or whatever, but that's how the, yeah. this, this, this specific thing is. But yeah, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, but uh, yeah. we really don't interact with, we really don't see them. So I can, no. yeah. Because, because they're the caretakers of God's throne. That's yeah. why they're not they only, floating only around. Talk with him. We're not good enough. Right. I don't think. <laughs> right. They only talk to the top, the top poncho there. Yeah, I know it. huh? And something, so I, it, something that I do, I, did have in that speech is that the cherubim are usually confused with the putty, which are baby-like angels. That's what huh. I had 
you know, that's what I brought up in my research. Now, whether oh, it's right or it's wrong or it's different. Yeah. So I guess it's according to your own beliefs and point of views, you know, yeah. different uh, modalities and different uh, things. Yeah. yeah. And it, it also, so these symbols that I just talked about, um, the man, the ox, the lion, and eagle, yeah. I also, they kind of morphed into the signs of the evangelists, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mm-hmm. And I've seen these again. Um, there's a great Celtic cross in Mount Auburn Cemetery in Cambridge. It's huge. And those are the portrayals, you know, of the evangelists or, you know, the apostles, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the, and the third part of this first sphere is the thrones, which is a living symbols of God's justice and authority. And it's... Um, can be symbolized by many different things, but um, they're supposed to be the transportation for the cherubim. Okay. And is uh, also called uh, Ezekiel's wheel. So that's just a third part of that first sphere. Yeah, no, what I was thinking about when when I was reading this is like, oh, just the child's head and, and wings and the sound like a death head on stones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't it? Well, yeah. Kind of. That's the soul effigy. Yeah. The death's head is the skull. But yeah, the the more cherubic face. Yeah, that could definitely Well there there are some death effigies that don't have a skull. They're more rounded. Mm. Like there's the round face with a yeah, basically a round face. I've seen those. Um yeah, they're they're almost a little alien alien looking. Okay. They're almost like they call them pumpkin heads. Okay. They just have the round, but it's not a like a human face. Those okay. aren't the ones you're talking about, right? Because the don't ones, know. I'm, I'm the ones with the baby faces, are the soul effigies. Okay. With a human face. All right, I'll give you yeah. that then. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah you, my terminology was wrong. I no, I I, I, <laughs> I will bow to you when it comes to something <laughs> without even uh, thinking about it. Wow, thanks. <laughs> well, there's nothing to thank about. It's the truth. <laughs> so but, what else you got on angels there, Ann Helsing? So uh, you were talking about the different uh, hierarchies, and you, you mentioned those. Uh, what's some of the other ones? What's the second hierarchy? All right. So the second sphere, um, which we're getting closer kind of to interacting with people, the first, this, and this also has three pieces. I think they all have, they all have three pieces. Look at that. Of course they do. Of course, of they, course do. they do. So the second sphere is dominions or lordships, and they regulate the duties of the lower angels. So they're like the bosses of the angels that are looking over you and me. Ah. So uh, they're not usually physically known to humans. They're supposed to look like divinely beautiful humans with a pair of feathered wings like that Victoria's Secret girl, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> but um, they, they, it's probably almost like, uh, you know, St. Michael. Well, he was a saint. I guess, I guess he's Archangel, Archangel too, but. Yes, he is. Um, um, they may be distinguished by wielding orbs of light fastened to the heads of their scepters or on the pommel of their swords. So, kind of like a badass angel um the second part of that is the virtues or the strongholds which are the ministries 
through which signs and miracles are made in the world. And then the third part is powers or authorities. These are the warrior angels that oppose evil spirits. Mm -hmm. So it's theorized that Satan was the chief of the powers before he fell. And their duty is to oversee the distribution of power among humankind. So this again, you got you got your Michael because you're usually represented as soldiers wearing full armor and a helmet mm-hmm. and having weapons and shields, spears, chains. Yeah, he's the patron uh, patron of uh, policemen and soldiers. Yes, mm-hmm. he is. Yeah, and we always call on Saint Michael if we're gonna. Yeah, and paranormal investigate. Go out and yeah. investigate, or before you have a seance, or whatever you're doing. I yeah. guess. Usually say St. Michael's Prayer. I know you do. I do, yeah. Yep. That's part of a thingy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, those are interesting. Mm-hmm. This is one I never heard about, and that was the musical angels. Oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Angel, Don't angels. all angels, not they all musical? No, not not necessarily. I wouldn't see Michael with well, a that's true. Luke. First example, yeah. <laughs> uh, angels uh, with musical instruments often appear in scriptures concerning paradise and other. Oh God, hey, hagiographic stories. They may be depicted in playing a variety of musical instruments, showing their symbolic purpose, such as a trumpet signifying the power of God. Stringed instruments representing the manifestation of the divinity, and the organ, uh, fed by bellows, uh, also uh, widely employed and uh, was the first official authorized instrument of uh, sacred music. Uh, so the those are the three. In the uh, during the Middle Ages and Renaissance, percussion instruments such as timber timbrels. Uh, tambourines, uh, symbols uh, were considered profane. Ah, well, therefore, the, yeah, they, yeah, I know they are profane. <laughs> uh, therefore, these instruments were not included in any religious music of those times mm-hmm. uh, and were only employed for uh, decorative elements of art. Oh. The joyous fresco of the Italian art, artist Ferrari, Ferrari adorns uh, the dome of the uh, sanctuary in Italy, uh, the angels singing, dancing, and playing music uh, and declaring their glory to God. So, yeah, musical and music. I'd like to see a musical instrument, you know, angel. Wouldn't that be kind of cool? Sure. You jump in with Paul McCarthy down at uh, (laughs) at, uh, the stadium there. Fenway, yeah. Yeah. Got a couple friends there tonight. Not Fenway, is it? I thought it was, uh, is it Fenway? He's a Fenway, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Socks are on the road, huh? I guess. Apparently so. Mm, there you go. <laughs> it's funny because uh, in high school, I used to be in a folk group in my church. And oh, God bless they did. I know, right? It's frightening, isn't it? Mm. But. Uh... <laughs> Do you remember Hootenannies? Hootenannies? No, I don't remember Hootenannies. Oh, Hootenannies. Oh, God. Yeah. You wear a striped shirt and a dickie and. Uh, yeah, you, a you, what? It's, a dicky. It's a it's it's a turtleneck with no shirt. Oh, with, yeah. A, okay. All right. It, it's no sleeves. It's just a yeah. thing you wear under it. But yeah, and you would have uh, all those uh, Peter Paul and Mary. Uh, you know, all those oh, folk. folk groups. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we'd yeah. have hoot nannies. Yeah. Well, we used to sing in church. Our folk mm-hmm. were in church. Yeah. We weren't in yeah. a hoot nanny. Okay, whatever. But anyways, the the priest at the time just was adamantly opposed to having a drum, a drummer. Mm-hmm. It was really weird. And like, I don't know, we'd keep the beat with the tambourine sometimes, but I remember that he he wasn't really the nicest priest, but anyway. Oh, well. oh, excuse me, he was a monsignor. Yeah, he was grumpy. Ah, he's usually the grumpy ones. Yeah, he was really. Mm. But I digress. <laughs> no, that was good. I liked that. That was a good touch. Uh, uh, we, we we have a uh, a young people's mass. What we did before COVID hit, and uh, they would have. Uh, a whole band with guitars and, yeah. and drums and everything else that they would play. And yeah, it was kind of cool. I liked mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I always liked it too. And I think that anything you can do to make it a little more lively and a little more appealing mm-hmm. to the younger generation, um, or really to anybody. Hello. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's can only be good. Yeah. Really, I agree with you. Yeah. Honestly, because people, Music brings people together, and I just think that that's the right thing to have. Yeah, I mean, you, you go to a Baptist church, and it's like, oh, my God, they really do know how to do that. Wow, mm-hmm. they get into it. It's so good. It's like, yeah. wow, yeah, you can't you can't not go out of there feeling not good. Right. <laughs> you, right. know? You, re- you raise the vibration. Oh, yeah, it's just like, you know, so, yeah. so, so cool. Yeah. But anyway. Right. I do digress. So guardian angels, everybody talks about guardian angels, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although guardian angels are not official part of church dogma, guardian angels are widely accepted in Christian belief and are mentioned by Jesus in the um, Gospel of Matthew. Mm-hmm. Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones. That's the little ones. Mm-hmm. For I say to you that in heaven their angels are always see the faces of my father uh, who are in heaven otherwise so don't be afraid of them mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it, it is said that each person has a guardian angel to guide and protect them throughout their life mm-hmm. and not uh, it is most often children who are shown under the protection of these angels this iconic painting showing oh it's a picture I'm seeing of uh, a guardian angel protecting a child uh, pointing towards heaven. Mm. Uh, but the the uh, pointing, yeah, shows him pointing towards heaven from which he comes. The angel shields the child from the devil and uh, who cowers in the presence of uh, a divine being. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. it shows him a little hiding in the corner there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a painting mm-hmm. done by a uh, thing. But uh, yeah, we all we always talk about guardian angels. I mean, it's pretty well accepted, don't you? You think? Oh, I think so. Yeah. And the so that's the lowest in the third sphere. So that these angels and these guardian angels, Mm -hmm. that's the the bottom. Oh wow! Of all the hierarchy, right? Aren't they the ones that do all the work? I think so. (laughs) Typical. Yeah, they're the lowest order of the angels, but they're the most recognized. And that's that's what it says uh, here. So personal guardian angels, it's a it's a common belief that they are assigned to every human being, whether they're Christian or not. Mm -hmm. So that that is the uh, the lowest 
the lowest order, but I think the most important. There you yeah. go. <laughs> so, and, and our, the, the archangels are right above them. Yeah, the we we talk about uh, you know a, a lot of modalities uh, in in the Catholic Church. They believe in three archangels. Once again, the three. Uh, but in other modalities, they have others as well. Uh, Saint Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael are the archangels, uh, and their feast day is the September 29th. And uh, they have Metron. They have a couple others in other modalities. Uh, but it's uh, each carries uh, the attribute that recalls attributes that recall the important the important of the messages that they have brought from God to the world. Gabriel uh, holding a lily um, is referred to the purity of the Virgin Mary. On the left is Michael, the great warrior who protects and slays the fallen angels. And what do we got here? Two minutes left. Okay, we're good. Mm -hmm. And then um, Raphael uh, in the center. He is accompanied by a young man, Tobias, who carries a fish. Of course he does. Uh, it's inward to be used to as a cure for his father who is blind. Mm. So the, the, the one is the protection, the other one is healing, the other one is the messenger. Uh, ah. But they send out all the, the angels always for messages as, as mm -hmm. we know. But we do have to go because we're coming on a break and I can't see my... Oh, here it is. Uh, I better get in a chat here. Okay, sorry about that. Is that <laughs> Chit-chatting? Anyways, uh, we, we are coming up to the break. Yeah. So you're listening to Ghost Chronicles, believe it or not, right here on <laughs> Tojanet Radio with uh, the Blonde Bombshell, Ann Kerrigan, and New England's own Van Helsink, Ron Kolick. And we're brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street, Methuen, Massachusetts, the Glant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts, and our very, very good friends on Patreon, Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. Become a member, get access to over 30 videos and uh, other, you get Ghost Chronicles, the magazine as well, which is available only to our Patreon things. So we do have to uh, wrap it up and uh, take a break. So we'll be right back after the following messages. a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello? Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Parax Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. 
two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, Rustache, I am required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne. And we're so happy to be back after two weeks. Here we are. Yeah, yeah. We're chit chatting about other things. <laughs> so, I mean, a- angels are very prominent in, in cemeteries, right, Anne? Yes. Yes. I, I love mean, angels. What, what, what kind are there? I mean, uh, are there, there particular ones that, that, that people. Uh, have on their tombs or, or, I mean, as far as, uh, you know, the statues and so forth. Funny you should ask, because that's coming up in my next part of my speech. So <laughs> the, the angels you see in the cemetery uh, are the virtues, usually. I mean, yeah, there's always like that weeping angel and there could be, you know, a generic angel or whatever, mm-hmm. but a lot of what you see in the cemetery are the virtues. And there's seven faith, hope, charity, temperance, prudence. That's funny. I call my GPS prudence. Anyways, fortitude. (laughs) Yeah, really? Uh, Fortitude and justice. Those are the virtues and they are divided technically into two groups. So the first group is faith, hope, and charity. They're, they're always seen together. And they are the three theological virtues. Another three. Right? Another three. Imagine. And their remaining virtues, temperance, prudence, fortitude, and justice, tend to be all over the, you know, they're all over the place. And they're lesser seen. But, so, let's start with faith, right? Mm-hmm. Faith is depicted as a woman with a cross, a chalice, or a candle. And she can be seen at a baptismal font or holding an oil-burning lamp. And sometimes St. Peter is at her feet. But I can't say that I've ever seen her holding a candle in the cemetery. A cross or a chalice? Absolutely. Now, are are these statues or are they just engravings? Both. Oh, they're both. Okay. Yeah. It could be, you know, whatever floats your boat, I guess, in terms Mm -hmm. of what you want on your tombstone or if you want, you know, this big ornate uh, statuary. Mm -hmm. Hope is usually seen as an angel with wings. And now they don't have to have wings to be an angel. Oh, they don't. You burst my bubble. Sorry. (laughs) So, but hope is an angel with wings um, in art. In the cemetery, she seldom has wings, but she's almost always seen with an anchor. 
And I, I have to see, I, I say, I see hope the most in cemeteries. Um, Look sometime if you're in a place that has a lot of statuary and the anchor is usually tucked up, leaning it up against her side. You, You might not always notice it, but it, it is there. Um, and yeah, almost all the angels I see in the cemetery are hope. So she has her anchor and then charity is usually seen, get ready, Ron, in the process Mm -hmm. of revealing one breast, which gives nod to her depiction in the art world as nursing an infant. Oh, and, uh, she may also be seen with a flame, a torch or a candle. Um, I feel like. Our witch Bonnie up in Lowell Cemetery. I almost mm-hmm. feel like she is leaning towards charity because you know she's very actually yeah. burst out of that that dress that she's wearing. God, she is. And uh, supposedly she does it Halloween. I don't know. Um, now temperance, and I'm always I'm always looking for temperance in the cemetery. She can be seen adorning the tombs of prohibitionists or those who do not drink. And she's often carrying some type of water pitcher. She may also carry a torch, a bridle and bit, which symbolizes control, or a sheathed sword, which represents restraint. Um, I have seen some of them carrying a water pitcher more than anything else. Prudence you usually don't see in the cemetery, but when she is included, she may be holding up a mirror with a snake nearby. Never seen this in a cemetery yet. If I ever do, I'll probably drop dead. But uh, (laughs) she's uh, in the art setting. She's seen with two heads and often a snake or a dragon. And these things symbolize the wisdom of the quest for self-knowledge. Prudence. Uh, you know, wouldn't be prudent. Who said that? Bush? One of them. <laughs> wouldn't be prudent. Fortitude is a female warrior, and she's standing often with a hand on her hip in a confident stance, and she may carry a large stick, a club, or a sword at her side, or be seen with a column. So I don't know if I've ever seen fortitude in the cemetery, but you might see these things like on uh, on like buildings in a city or like the gov- a government building like a courthouse um, and of course justice you're going to see her at the courthouse and she's always shown holding scales you seldom see her in a cemetery but I have found her in a few instances in the cemetery oh, that's excellent yeah yep so I haven't I that is one I have seen as a carving not as a statue. Okay. So those are all the, those are all the virtues. I love the virtues. They, they're, they're, cause they're easy to find. <laughs> I can remember them all. <laughs> what, what is the weeping angel? Is that, is that just. She's just a weeping angel. Just a weeping angel. Just a weeping angel. She's mm-hmm. not a virtue. Okay, that I, that I know I that, but I just I didn't know if there was symbolism of 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 it, uh, the weeping angel. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I, I, whenever I think of angels and cemetery angels, of course, I think of uh, blink. I mean, a wink or whatever it is, blink, right? Is this blink? Yeah, from Doctor Who. Blink, Doctor Who. It's funny yeah. because I have one of those right in front of me on my desk. 
I have a, a little, I think Russ gave it to me actually. And uh, she's a Christmas ornament, but I took her little hanger off and I just put her on my desk. Oh, those are so cool. Because she's cool. They are cool. They creep, they're creepy. What happens? So in Doctor Who, when you see this angel, something bad's going to happen, right? She, she's like. No, you, you can't morning. take, you can't take your eyes off her. If you take your uh, eyes off her or you blink, mm-hmm. the angel will get you. It moves. Ah, it's a statue. But if you moves. see it, it's a statue. But if you right. turn away or, or, or blink, it moves. Ah, so okay. That's how they get you. I, I, I'm not a Dr. Foo, Dr. Foo. Oh, you, I'm you not should, a Dr. Who fan. Watch that be. one. Watch that one. Anyways, yeah. I think you would enjoy it. It's, it's, a, it's excellent. Uh, I, love the, I love the angel, though. Because yeah. I love angels, and oh, that's there's a why whole bunch of them. I've always wanted to do that particular angel as a Halloween costume. Well, that's a great idea. Yeah, I've never had the opportunity to do it. It would be a lot of work, but I would absolutely do it. Speaking about angels, cemetery angels. Uh huh. Cleveland's Lakeview Cemetery contains over a hundred thousand graves, mm-hmm. including what I'll take you all day, mm-hmm. uh, including those of presidents and business mongols. However, the most striking grave marker may be the unsettling statue known as the Hazrat Angel. Hazrat. Yep. Hazrat. Hazrat I know Hazrat exactly angel. the angel you're talking about. Actually named the Angel of Death Victorious, yep. the stoic angel is seated on a marble gravestone of canning entrepreneur Francis's, how do you say the last name again? Francis Hazarot. I would say it Hazarot. I, Hazarot. I could be massacring it. That's fine. That's better than what what I know. I like... know I'm mas- I know I'm massacring. <laughs> so it's sitting on the uh, gravestone of Canning entrepreneur uh, Francis Hazarot and his family. The life-size bronze statue holds a extinguished torch upside down. Yeah. A symbol of life extinguished. extinguished. Mm-hmm. Her wings are outstretched and her gazes and she gazes straight ahead the yeah. statue's most striking feature however is how the how death's guardian appears to be weeping black tears which pour from the eyes and drip down yeah. her neck these yeah. tears form over time and affect uh it's an effect of the uh aging bronze yep but it's uh, a creepy creepy it is creepy. so creepy. Uh, that was one of the first, when I first got into cemetery art, that was, that was my space days <laughs> when I started uh, posting some of that stuff. And I mean, I've never been there, but I, I was Googling and came across this and I'm like, oh my God. It's so cool. Seriously, people, Goog- just Google it. It's H-A-Z-E-R-O-T, right? No, H-A-S-E-R-O-T. H-A-S-E-R-O-T. And it's uh, Lakeview Cemetery, Cleveland. Hesero, probably Hesero, something French, very French. You got me. Uh, But yeah, she's she's badass. Cleveland's Lakeview Cemetery. So someday, that's a bucket list item. It should go. Um, There's a a very similar one, and I think I'm trying to remember what cemetery it is. I want to say Forest Hills. But I could be wrong. Uh, no, you would never be wrong. I could be wrong, but I think I it's Forest it. Hills. 
similar, not not the same, but very and they're huge. They're mm-hmm. apps the the statuary is is just I mean amazingly huge and it and it is the the metal because it's bronze and it reacts with acid rain and whatever biological contaminants we have in this world and it does look like it's weeping because it just part of the the verdigree process. I, I I mean that's that's the interesting thing about it it's uh you, you know you have some of those and you, you the way they they do it and not all statues uh what's the word uh weather the same uh no. you know they, they they different so that's that's the interesting part about it depends what they're made out of yeah the first one that i ever ever saw was out in pine grove cemetery in spencer mass right mm-hmm. down the street from the spencer fairgrounds if you happen to be out that way and it's the only angel in the whole cemetery and she's enormous this just enormous statuary and i'm like and it's hope um she has her anchor you know but that was the that was one of the the first things that hooked me on photographing cemeteries just i just fell in love with the statue yeah very cool is there a, a statue that you said that was stolen from a cemetery one time was that an angel that was, uh, uh, I don't think she was an angel. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. She did. She's definitely not a virtue. I mean, she might have just been, it's like a, a woman with her arms outstretched. It's a sculpture called the beyond. And that's uh, in, um, what's the cemetery? Yeah. It went right out of my head in Bridgewater, uh, Mount Prospect in Bridgewater. Mm. But yeah, I get they stole her, but they got her back, and now she's up on the hill again. It's pretty, pretty awesome. You have to go right to the top. I believe that I seen, and and correct me if I'm wrong. This 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 statue must have been oh twelve feet tall of a, a giant angel uh, in some cemetery. I thought well, you and I went to that one. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, that was a a cool one. In uh, North Adams, or was it a different? Was it? I, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. You know, everything gets muddled for me. You know that. <laughs> there was a big. Uh, it was like an almost like an Art Deco kind of looking angel. That's out in Hillside. It was huge. It was huge, though, right? Yeah, yeah. That's in Hillside Cemetery out in North Adams. Um, that was a cool one, but I don't know if it was can't remember if it was more of like a it wasn't like an actual sculpture it was a more of a carving yeah it was it wasn't a, yeah, it was like a, into a yeah a plaque yeah exactly it, it was huge yeah. though absolutely huge. yeah yeah and i have I, a picture I, of you standing in front of it oh, somewhere i'd have to dig somewhere. around <laughs> i'd have to dig around to find it <laughs> it would yeah. take me a while but yeah that's so i i came across this uh site it's a monument site uh milano called mm-hmm. uh and it says the symbolism behind angel statues aha uh-huh. it says angels represent the connection between heaven and earth as well as strength peace faith protection and beauty angels can help families feel at ease after lo- the loss 
knowing that their loved ones are protected forever. Throughout history, we recognize angels for their light, feathery wings and for their religious connection to God. Different religions view angels differently, but angels are most commonly depicted as spiritual guardians. Incorporating uh, the angel figure into a memorial can have a unique personal meaning for each person, uh, bringing peace to the family and friends of the loved one. Uh, those who have seen Angel Monument before, you've probably noticed that there are different positions that uh, these figures can take. These visions, yeah, yeah, these, well, I can't even talk. <laughs> different poses uh, can represent go. different messages. Okay. So huh. angels praying in the cemeteries uh, signify a devotion to God. So if they're... They have their, yeah. This is according to this, this site, which is a monument site. Angels pointing upwards represent guiding the soul to heaven. Mm-hmm. Angels with their head bowed may symbolize grief, sometimes when mourning a sudden or an unexpected death. A weeping angel, uh, an angel weeping signifies grief over the loss of a loved one hmm. mm-hmm. that's according to this milano that's why they call her the angel of grief yeah <laughs> yeah most most women are uh, angels of grief wait a minute uh-huh. are, are all are all angels women or are there no because you have saint michael and saint yeah I they're all kind of like depicted as other than the saint michael and and the archangels aren't they all mm-hmm. kind of depicted as women usually yeah yeah but I cannot, I can understand that because I think even if you think, oh, I have a guardian angel, don't you think it would be a motherly figure? Figure. I mean, yeah. I think that's the first thing people think of. So they probably are represented as women for that reason. Yeah, they show the the, the, the wow. This this is this one here that that shows an angel with a dog on its lap. Oh. Huh. Isn't that intriguing? Yeah, shows him with the. It's the uh, Maxman Dudgeon E Max, some guy. Of course, now they have pictures on it. That's hmm. as well. I don't think I know about any angels. Well, Saint with Francis. St. Francis Assisi, but that would be a saint, not an angel, right? He took uh, care of the animals, right? There's actually an, an interesting story about St. Francis. Uh, and I'm glad you mentioned that. I kind of look at me trotting out all my Catholic knowledge. It's just freaking amazing, isn't it? I know. Huh? <laughs> yes, I am actually Catholic. I haven't been. You must have been hanging around me too long. Long time, right? Yeah. It's wearing off. <laughs> oh, here it is. Uh, the ex- ecstasy. Ecstasy. Oh boy, I can never say ecstasy. Ex- is it? Ecstasy. Ecstasy. Yeah, ecstasy of Saint Francis's sissy. What is ecstasy? Ecstasy is a mystical state or experience of being in the presence of or in the union with the divine. A transient physical phenomena, ecstasy manifests in prayer is is a rapture that may be described as a 
flight of spirit. St. Francis' ecstasy was a favorite subject of the Italian Renaissance. In the early dramatic works, uh, an angel soothes the saint with music, and another anoints his tonsure head, tortured head, no, tonsure head, I don't know what that means, which denotes a religious statue uh, with oil. Uh, he wears a sackcloth symbolizing the vow of poverty, but but uh, the familiar knotted cord. Imagine it goes right down. They, they can tell what the cords and all this stuff means. Knotted cord around his waist cannot be seen. He clutches the cross he holds dear and signifies his hermit, hermit, hermit's nature. He is attributed uh, his attributed. What? Attribute. Of a skull lies nearby. Why do I even try? I don't know. I, I don't even know what you're talking about at this point. I know it shows. <laughs> basically, it shows them angels. One playing music for him, and uh-huh. uh, another one anointing him. So there you go. Okay. So you you mentioned Saint Francis. That's why ah, I just, ha- right. just happened to be in this this little thing that I was reading on on all about the the weird stuff, angels. <laughs> Weirdo angels. <laughs> Would it be something to see an angel? Yeah. I mean, I might be kind of scared because you know. Would you be scared? I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm going to heaven. I hope. <laughs> I <can't> angels. <laughs> well, depend, is it white or black? Let me yeah. ask you. <laughs> Does it have a sneer on his face? Um. Oh, oh God. Yeah, yeah. but. Oh. What is, I mean, do you, of all the angel statues that you photograph, what is what is your like, favorite one, if you had to pick one? God. Or a couple. Um, oh, jeez. You know, I'm not, I'm not even sure. No? I mean, the well, the, the angel of grief is always one of my favorites. The one, I think, um, in Hingham Cemetery, which is closer to me, is my favorite. And it's just a, it's a reproduction. I mean, the original one is in Italy and William Wetmore's story was the carver, but that's my favorite. I think my favorite angel. And then that, that Hasserot angel is another of my favorite, even though I've never seen it in person. Really? Um, yeah. Yep. Other than that, I mean, there's, I've seen so many. Uh, I love them all, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I, I think honestly, you know, that, that angel of grief is my favorite. It's just so moving. I think so too. I mean, I I really do. I, 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 the angel of grief, I, I, I find, yeah, it's just the way it is. It's in the feels. It does. It does. It does. It really does. Cause you know. Just thrown herself over the grave and is crying her eyes out. So, what a have you seen, now? You've seen like have you seen musical angels in in the cemeteries? Yes, I see. I've seen them with like harps or whatever. Um, trumpets. I don't think I've ever seen one with a trumpet. Yeah, that's kind of an unusual. I was just looking at one now. That's why I mentioned it was like if you'd see them like you talk about the Renaissance artists. That's they would depict them with harps and trumpets and 
what else did you say? I forget. No drums, but no drums. No drums. No drums. What about the little drama boy? It's a naked, naked angel in this one. I bet there is. There's a lot of naked angel. Goodness gracious. <laughs> but uh, no, I don't think I've ever seen one. I've definitely seen angels with harps. I mean, mm-hmm. I've I've seen angels holding all kinds of things. Um, I'm looking at one now that's holding a paper, a pears, or something from it. It's flying. And there's a woman there, and she seems to be in grief, and mm. she's holding looks like a paper or something, and then mm-hmm. a crown or uh, something, something in her hand. I can't read it. Mm. It's, it's I've really... seen a, a. I have seen. I don't know whether he is actually a, a a male, so I don't know whether it's an angel or not, with a pen like a feather ballpoint, not ballpoint, like a feather with the the old school tip you know they used to write with a feather dip it yep. in well with a feather and like a book like he's gonna write you know write your sins in the book i don't know i've seen that before now i'm looking at one now and i'm it looks like a sleeping angel a little baby sleeping angel so it must be a cherub or something have you ever seen that um i've seen like yeah, I've seen a small child. This one has angel child. wings. Angel wings, and I it's kind of wrapped around the around the the baby. It looks like a baby. Definitely looks like oh. a baby. But this angel's wings wrapped around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, details are what? Two minutes? Two minutes? Are you Where'd kidding that me? Go? We got all carried away, didn't we? I know. <laughs> oh, I came across another one too. It shows an angel. And she's holding that that donkey from uh, Winnie the Pooh. Eeyore? Yeah, Eeyore. What? Yeah, it's a statue. Really? And talking, yes, a real oh. statue. Oh. It's a woman. She's looking down. She has Eeyore. So anyway. <laughs> that I have not seen. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine. Where is that thing anyway? Got uh, me. Uh, it's, it's in uh, Newtown in, oh, my God. Oh. It, you know what? It's got like 12 letters in the, no, 15 letters in the name of the cemetery, and it, it's got to be Wales. <laughs> so, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only, only put, oh. yeah. Okay. So what do we got time wise left? We have to, about two minutes, so there is no bell, so I guess. Uh, no, now right. you got one minute. Bam! <laughs> so you want to wrap it up? We probably should. You want to say goodbye to whatever you're going to say goodbye to? Well, Okay, I'm going to say good night, everybody. We're happy to be back with you again. Thank you I so much for listening. I have last word, listening. don't forget. Yeah. And now, everybody have a good night. And yeah. off to Ron with the last word. And today's last word is brought to you by Ephraim Wales Bull. Uh, sour grapes. Uh, Conquer it. Uh, grape developer Ephraim Wales Bull planted 20,000 variety of grapes at a Concord farm mm-hmm. before he developed the perfect specimen of plump, sweet, ripened glass grape uh, that is grown everywhere through New England. Uh, however, he ended up penniless. When Ephraim died on September 26, 1895, uh, Bull's grave now sits in the Sleepy Hollow Cemetery, and his last word was, he sowed, but others reaped. And that's the last word.
from goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.